Welcome to Talking China number six. Today I will try to attract your attention with the subject of Sichuan Province and Chongqing Municipality. Uh, during my research for the last three years, I uh, tried to understand the dynamic between provinces in mainland China and the Belt and Road Initiative. And the very first important information here is that the majority of international activities supported, sponsored and delivered by our local authorities, particularly by provincial level governments, uh, are stimulated by horizontal competition. And the similar story is with Chongqing and Chengdu. Uh, I do believe that we need to focus more on this uh, cross-provincial relations in the context of international co cooperation. And in this particular area of Chengdu and Sichuan and Chongqing municipality, the international cooperation was stimulated by the horizontal competition of rail freight transportation to Europe. Of course, both cases are slightly different because Chengdu is uh, closely related with Dell Company located in my city, but Chongqing at the same time with Hewlett Packard located in Duisburg. But as I said, uh, the very interesting dynamic is here because the whole project of Belt and Road is centrally uh, sponsored project. However, inside we have a lot of local initiatives. And the similar issue was with, with both governments. So uh, the very first um, approaches was made by, by companies, by Dell, Foxconn and Hewlett-Packard, and they tried to approach local governments at, at, the, at the Chongqing level and Chengdu level, and then together uh, persuaded Beijing to accept the rationality of the respective projects. And the local governments, uh, provincial level governments used both projects as a leverage in the interaction with the central government. And while uh, Belden Road appeared in September 2013, both governments has the real project, had the real project in their hands and they applied for funding from Beijing. So it's pretty smart uh, when it comes to uh, a relationship between center and province and province and the center, when local authorities trying to gain more attention, more money from Beijing by saying, hey guys, we have a real project and we have a project with Wuch and we have a project with uh, with." Uh, with Chongqing, uh, with uh, with Duisburg, I'm sorry. Uh, so this is the first, and the second, I think, common denominator between provincial level governments has been seen in the political activities and trade destinations. Uh, Chongqing and Chengdu both targeted the United States. Of course, it's a kind of post-third front uh, legacy, uh, as we remember from the history of People's Republic of China, third front policy on the Mao Zedong was a relocation of heavy industry, military industry into the western part of China and Chengdu and, and Chongqing in particular was a very important place. However, what I've recognized from, from, from my um, research, uh, Chengdu targeted California, the powerhouse of high-tech industry in the US. Uh, of course, uh, then they had a joint project with California, such as Mason Smart City, uh, Tianfu New Area, uh, etc. So they tried to gain more 
uh, about high technology, Chongqing at the same time tried to approach automotive producer, namely Ford, and it, it works for the time being. Uh, it allows the local producer Chengda to conquer international market through the gates, uh, through 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 the doors of of uh, American companies. So there are two two important issues, however, both related to horizontal competition. And of course, as a part of developing the West, uh, the provinces try to navigate export-led economy via Belt and Road through Euro-Asian continental. Uh, areas and they're really responsible. But what I've learned also from Chinese documents, uh, Sichuan province has more autonomous position and trusted with greater autonomy in reform, with the province serving as international gateway for promoting trade with foreign countries. Changing, on the other hand, apart from aforementioned international cooperation, is more domestically oriented and played the role of connector between Belt and Road and Yangtze River Economic Belt. And very interesting is that Chengdu was given a special Zhenminbi reserves for a BR project that supported provincial level governments and provincial local government owned companies to start uh, the projects across the world, particularly in Africa and Latin America, which is quite quite a surprise, I would say. Then on the other hand, with special reserves, Chongqing has been less active in this field. Uh, and Chongqing was asked by the central government to 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 raise the capital for their own from from Shanghai to transfer money from Shanghai, etc. So th th there are also differences here. Then when we look into the political duties, let's say, uh, by both, I recognize that Sichuan was very active in Sino-Japanese relations before Prime Minister Abe visit to Beijing in November 2018. And this Sichuan-Japanese relations, apart from its political color, very important when it comes to, uh, I mean, soften the, the policy of Japan, trying to lobby the policymakers in Japan with high-ranking officials, meetings, dinners, incentives, but also resulted in Japanese companies' investment in Tianfu New Area in the city of Chongqing. So definitely it was part of Sichuanese power diplomacy to have more and more uh, investments in high-tech from, from Japan. When it comes to Central Europe, we I, I, I did an observation that a Czech Republic, due to its technological potential in aviation industry and Poland, because of strategic location along the Beldron, was was part of uh, of Chengdu and Sichuan international outreach. In case of Chongqing, uh, I realized that the, the, this political issues are pretty important because of the position of party secretary of Chongqing inside uh, inside the central government. And this position is, is very high, I would say. In the case of Chongqing, an important development was with Singapore. And uh, also the political role was given to Chen Min Ar, who cultivated relations with Southeast Asia, previously developed by Sun Zheng Tsai, who was arrested and sentenced. So when Chen Min Ar and his capacity as a party secretary of Chongqing and member of the Politburo, I mentioned this before, a very, a very big position inside Chinese political system, visited Sri Lanka, Singapore, the Philippines, it became clear that Chongqing channel was dedicated 
to incentivizing those countries. So definitely it's very also interesting rule. And when we look into the national perspective of China, the, the Singapore serve as a counterway through US business in Chongqing, incentivize Singapore to support national policy of Beijing. So Beijing tried to use Chongqing as a pawn, as a checker in a broader perspective. So this is, I think, very important. Uh, to a certain extent, from domestic perspective, the businesses' uh, interactions between Chongqing and Singapore serve as a catalyst for creating more coherent domestic policy planning and implementation. Uh, and of course, uh, Sichuan uh, uh, also followed this way. I mean, also used this horizontal horizontal competition uh, uh, vehicle for, for navigating its own uh, relations with Singapore through Singapore Sichuan Trade and Investment Committee. So I'm, I'm going back to my uh, very first sentence about horizontal competition. Uh, so definitely both, both try to, to, to go beyond the borders of China, try to be international, uh, international uh, and try to gain more money and more technologies, mainly from California, and try to influence policy, policy, American policy towards China by incentivizing American companies and policymakers. And policymakers, I remember two or three meetings in Chengdu and Chongqing of very high officials uh, like uh, William Curry, the former uh, Secretary of Defense under uh, Bill Clinton, uh, spending some time in Chongqing, then son of the of George W. Bush, uh, George Henry Bush, and a lot of meetings uh, between uh, policymakers at the level. So trying to navigate, trying to trying to uh, a little bit soften American position uh, when it comes to relations with, with mainland China. However, when we look into uh, the reality, uh, I do believe that the Belt and Road from domestic perspective was uh, kind of a vehicle for creation of common cooperation platform between Western China, between Central China and between Eastern China, Southern China, all across the country, and building the unified market. In fact, after seven years, when we look into what's going on between Chengdu and Chongqing, we see that the country might be heading towards splitting into district macro regions, uh, partially co-managed co and coordinated economic regions, and even smaller provincial bodies, each with own distinct means of productions, as well as uh, different legal system and regulations. So uh, my final point in today's discussion is that, uh, however, the central government tried to navigate more coherent uh, domestic policy planning and, in fact, implementation, uh, the central government need to need, needs to manage uh, local interests, local businesses, local ways of view, and making China one unified market might be impossible in the near future. That is also very visible in the context of Sino-American trade war. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this very short uh, interaction about Sichuan province and uh, Chongqing city. Uh, I'm still um, learning a lot uh, about uh, all this domestic dynamics, about nomenclature system, but here when it comes to Chongqing and Chengdu horizontal competition, 
due also to the historical continuation of competition, is very critical for understanding both provinces' uh, paradiplomatic elections under the Berlin Road. And from my side uh, is, uh, is everything for today, today's short intervention, as I said. And thank you for, for your attention and uh, uh, be ready to listen next time. Thank you very much.